What is up? Coach Rudder here. You are tuned to the Coach's Corner Podcast. You could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that more than you will ever know. On this podcast, we'll talk about things that I've gone through in my real life, my 15 years in the Army, my 15 years as a juvenile corrections officer, as well as my time as a high school and semi-pro football coach. While some of the things have occurred to me, some of them have not, and has been advice and stories that I've listened to from those people. Everyone, today we're going to continue our talk about leaders, and we're going to talk about what leaders do. And I wrote down some things that I think leaders do, and I would like to share them with you. Because no matter what the situation is setting, the way they communicate, leaders frequently and constantly do this. Now, whether or not they do them effectively or not, that's another thing. But this is what leaders do. They should challenge us. They believe that every person has this potential in them and is capable of growing more than they ever thought they would and to be able to achieve everything that they should. They challenge us in ways that we never thought that we would be able to do things by expanding what we think, challenging our vision of life. They make us um, write our goals out. And then once we write them down, they make us stretch those goals to be able to acquire and to do more things. They take... um, uh, a hands-off approach, a um, more delegatory approach to projects, putting you in charge, empowering you, which we talked about in my last podcast. They ask you thought-provoking questions that make you really think about whatever it is that you're doing, and then they point out your performance, good or bad. And I want you to think about people in your life that were leaders, coaches, family members, friends, mentors, any type of boss person that you've ever dealt with that's been in charge of you, who challenged you? Can you think back to a time when you were pushed to be better because something that someone else said or did for you? Leaders build your confidence. I know that you remember the Rob Schneider, uh, you can do it, but that is what supervisors do. They tell you that you can do it. And when you face challenges... Sometimes it nicks away at your confidence, right? You might have this unsettling feeling and your confidence may take a hit. And people get anxious and nervous. They know what they can do, but because their confidence is so rattled, it shakes their ability to think clearly. And in that moment, they don't use the skills that they have or they don't learn new skills. I know that It's one of these things, you hear this, get up and have all this self-talk in the morning. But there is a legitimate need for a healthy dose of self-confidence. You have to have it really to get out of your comfort zone and to try something new. And the type of leader who builds your confidence does so by making sure to tell you what you're good at. They tell you when you're doing the things you're supposed to be. They highlight your accomplishments when you have them. They remind you when you're having those doubtful moments of your successes that you had in previous things that you set out to do. When you think and you say out loud, I just don't think I could do it, they tell you to knock it off, take five seconds, come back, and they will then help eliminate any kind of self-doubt by just having you remove yourself from that self-talk. They say things like, I know you can do it because, 
And they can give you exact examples when you did something and they said, you see, you had this confidence issue before and look what happened. Think about a time that a supervisor gave you uh, more responsibility. Do you think they gave you more responsibility because they're like, I want to get rid of this person? Or do they probably, you know, kind of low-key say, I really believe that you have what it takes to handle this. And as you learn more and as you accomplish more, your abilities grow, your self-confidence increases, your ability to learn more and do more increases with every win that you get. Think about the people who built your confidence from the time you were a child till now. Parents, mentors, coaches. Every time you did something wrong, they came in and fixed whatever it was that you were doing. But when you did something right, they were the first person to say, see, I told you you could do it. Parents are the best uh, leaders when it comes to that with their kids. Leaders coach us. They're always bosses and coaches and teachers and mentors. They're always looking for those learning moments that they can share what they know, give you ideas, elaborate on ideas you already know that will help you to grow and develop into whoever and whatever you are trying to become. They break down um, these really elaborate situations into smaller pieces that you can digest. They give you immediate, clear, and concise feedback. They answer questions that help us discover who we truly are. They demonstrate how to do something. They demonstrate through both how they talk and how they carry themselves in both their belief of you and their ability to actually do whatever it is. And then when you're trying to do something and you're struggling, they help you talk yourself out of your own head. Think about the people in your life that have impacted your work career that have coached you. I know I have mentors at my work, and I have a boss who's very supportive uh, now. I didn't always have that. I had a boss that wanted to fight and argue about everything. And now I have a boss that is less hands-on when it comes to that kind of stuff and more of the empowerment type boss that lets you do things and lets you run with the ball. Bosses communicate their expectations. Successful leaders are people who can stand up and deliver what it is they want to say. Now, this is true when it comes to performance and um, professional. And what I mean by that is your personal performance inside the workplace and the business's performance as a whole in terms of how you interact with the business. Same thing with sports events, sports teams. I know personally as a coach, I have a very successful team. But to have a successful team, I have to have 11 players on offense and 11 players on defense who are being successful. And I have to be able to articulate to each one of them what they're good at and what they need to be able to repair and fix in the moment. Now, sometimes that in the moment is literally in the moment of the game. Other times it's during practice. And we have a little more time to fix that issue. And I have to have the trust of those players that when I tell them something and I can articulate it through my communication, that they will act upon it immediately. When you 
give these clear expectations, it reminds people of the values that they have and whatever your team's mission is, ensuring that the vision is properly translated and the goals are executed for whatever, work, business. Um, and for me, the, those could be different things. I have a job, but I also have business away from my job. I run this podcast. I have a football team. My wife and I have a hiking business, a hiking page. We do all that kind of stuff. And our objectives and visions have to be articulated so everyone knows. And I had this boss uh, that reminded of us of us expectations of us as a group. She made it easy for us to... Um, or makes it easy, sorry, for us to stay focused and what we needed to do. And when we asked her about something, her response is, what does policy say? And if you could articulate the policy to her, her response is, well, then go handle it. Not, here's what I want you to do. She didn't want to think for us. She wanted to teach us how to think so we could think for ourselves. And once the policy was articulated and clearly communicated her expectation, what we got to do was far better than anything we had gotten to do before that because she had laid out a standard that she expected from us and we ran with it. Leaders lead by example. And I know that sounds like, well, no kidding. It's harder to find leaders that lead by example than you would think because the idea of leading by example sounds easy, but few true leaders do this on the regular. And successful people who are in leadership positions practice what they preach and they think about what they're doing. They know that everyone is watching them because you know as well as I do when your boss does something that they just yelled at you for, the first thing someone does is tap them on the shoulder. Hey, by the way, didn't you? Hey, by the way, didn't you tell me? So make sure as a leader you are doing what you say you're supposed to be doing. Everyone that is watching is incredibly uh, mindful of detecting anything and everything about what you do and will, I'm talking lightning quick, point out any kind of shortfalls in anything that you do. Make it to where they have less to talk about. Leaders are great teachers. There are many people that will tell you that leaders have stopped being teachers that they just stand up there and preach. But successful people that are leaders never stop teaching because they are motivated by themselves. They want to learn, and then when they learn, they want to teach. And they use this teaching moment with their people so they stay informed and knowledgeable through any type of scenario that is relevant to whatever they're doing, sports, business their local community. They know because they take time to invest in themselves and learning and then turn around and teach the people around them to be better. Successful leaders, people who are in leadership positions that do what they're supposed to do, take the time to mentor the people that are around them. And um, I will tell you this, And anyone who has been trained by me knows this. I have a saying, I am training my replacement. Because every year that, you know, there's new people come into the sports leagues, NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey, 
there's like, man, he's better than. There's the inevitable GOAT conversation where people talk about Michael Jordan and they talk about uh, LeBron James and Kobe Bryant. And it's always this GOAT. Michael trained Kobe. You know, in ways Kobe would call Michael all the time. How do I know that? I've read the book by Tim Grover, Relentless. I've read the book by Tim Grover, Winning. Tim Grover was both of their coaches. Michael used to get calls from Kobe in the middle of the night asking him simple questions. Why is your elbow tucked in here? Leaders that lead effectively are the best teachers ever. And if you're training your replacement, you want them to be the greatest because you don't want someone to be like, that person was terrible at what they did. Who trained them? And then when they look at you, it's like, oh, yeah, that's why. You want them to be spot on to the letter. Leaders genuinely enjoy being a leader. Successful leaders love it. Not for the sake of power, because really, in most instances, leaders really don't have a lot of power. What leaders have is the sphere of influence. I can't make you do something, but I can show you why it is in the best interest of everyone for you to do it. Not for the sake of power, but for the sake of purposeful impact that leaders can create. And when you have reached this upper tier of of leadership, when you've reached that highest level, you have the ability to serve others. And this can't happen unless A, you enjoy it, and B, you've built a culture where people want to be led by you. Great leaders are accountable to others. They allow the people that are below them and their colleagues to manage them. This doesn't mean that they're allowing them to control them, but they are accountable for what they do to make sure that they are on track. And we're not just talking mentoring and sponsoring employees or teammates. We're talking about truly being accountable that if you have the ability for someone to walk up to you and say, hey, coach, I noticed you weren't doing something, that you have the ability to accept it and change what you're doing. Leaders prioritize their coaching. The most successful leaders recognize that it requires more than simply managing from like a a centralized command location where you stand on the top of the hill and bark down at the peasants. Leadership people step outside of the role of the manager using all this resource and all of this direction and take on the role of being a coach, a mentor, a boss. Great leaders prioritize this because they recognize that the development of the people in their leadership uh, circles, their teams, will create space to develop and create this goal of growing And ultimately, this is what leadership skills will flow outwards from everyone inside of your organization. Imagine you have a great coach and terrible leaders on the team. It trickles down to the new people who look at the the leaders and think, well, God, coach allows them to be that way. And then in turn, coaches that way. If you have a great coach at the top, it'll trickle down to the captains or or the sub level boss, the second tier managers, and all the way down. If everyone is cranking out leadership that is um, 
doing what they're supposed to be doing and leading by example, that will trickle its way through your entire organization. And ultimately, it will go beyond just technical instruction. It'll go beyond skill development and it will become a portion of everything that you do. Skills development, professional development, personal development that has been brought on by the effective leadership and coaching of whomever is in charge. And if you look back and think of all of the coaches that you've ever had or education people or mentors that had a positive impact and technically negative impact on your lives, people don't think back about how they taught me to be the best person when it comes to money or, you know, this, this scheme to do this. They think about how that coach cared about them, their well-being, their development as either a player or a worker or any of that type of thing, and the cultivation of the conversation and the cultivation of that personal relationship and that ability to have buy-in both ways is what they remember. And coaches prepare to win. And when you get like the, the example I just gave, when you have a new teammate that shows up, they need to understand how they fit in and why they fit, and where they fit into your team. And your job is not just explain, this is the work, this is what we do, this is what I expect of you, but also to find out how they will grow in your team, what they need to achieve that growth, and how they're going to fit in and mesh with the culture that you are creating. And any um, any components that you have of being a leader need to revolve around being tough and fair and doing what is right, even when it's hard, even though it could cost you. I've cut players from my team that were good players, but didn't fit in the culture that we were trying to build. So I had to say goodbye to them. League leaders in rushing, league leaders in interceptions. I had to let them go because they did not buy into the team concept and what we were doing. And a great leader knows that focusing on these short-term things could kill the long-term gain. And a team will stand behind a leader who was willing to do the tough things when it's not easy. You have to back up your words with what you do and live out what you say you're going to do and be every single day as a leader. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope you are crushing this Wednesday. If you could do me a favor and leave a review, a like, a share, any words that you listen to this, I would appreciate it. And I'll see you soon.